Hi, this is Tracy. And Carissa. Welcome to the Next Door Neighbors podcast. We're just two girls who have been best friends for 28 years. We grew up next door to each other with no idea the journey God would lead us on, changing our lives forever. We hope to empower you as you discover your God-given identity by loving you, our neighbor, as Christ loved the church. Hey guys, welcome to the Next Door Neighbors podcast. This is Carissa. And Tracy. Um, today, <laughs> we are going to talk about faith. Yes, gotta have faith. <laughs> gotta have faith. Okay, Tracy we should... and I, we were just talking yeah. about how back in the day we used, this is when we listened to like really bad music, <laughs> <laughs> but we used to listen to Limp Biscuit. And there's this song called Faith, originally sung by George Michael. But we used to rock out to that song. Yeah. And there's a point he goes, gotta have faith, like, real loud and screams it. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think only 90s kids would understand that. Or was that in the 2000s? I don't, I don't know. Whatever. I don't remember. I feel like we were a little older. But who knows? I, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> As you age, things just begin to blur. Yes. <laughs> But we have wisdom now. <laughs> yes. And I'm still gaining some. My goodness. <laughs> yes. Um, so I'll let you I'll let you start out. Okay, so we Chris and I were just before this uh recording, we were talking about how we could probably have and this may turn into two parts. We're just gonna let Holy Spirit lead. But like the Bible is full like our our foundation of course, is on Jesus Christ, but it takes faith to even believe in the Bible, Jesus, everything in the Bible. And so faith is like one of the main foundations of our walk. Like, and then I told Carissa, I looked up how many times faith appears in the Bible. And I'll just give you like three versions of the Bible and how many times it said the when I googled it it was like 336 times faith is mentioned in King James version 458 times in the new NIV and then 389 uh times 389 in the new King James version and I was like that's a lot of times like yeah. <laughs> um but yeah we're going to we're going to discuss like different um things about faith like there's so much to be said about faith and just um like what it is and you know how we walk things out in faith and all we have a lot of scripture and a lot of context and we just got a lot (laughs) we do so um do you have you want to you want to start out with anything, Chris, or you want? No, I was thinking maybe um, I could share like the the dictionary's definition of faith, okay. and then we'll hit the Bible's what the Bible says about faith. Okay. So, like, you know, the dictionary is obviously going to be man's version of something, right? So, or how man's perception. So, faith, according to like a dictionary, it just says complete trust or confidence in someone or something or a strong belief in God or in the doctrines of a religion based on spiritual apprehension rather than proof, which, okay, we can kind of all agree like that's true to a degree, but what does the Bible say that faith is? And if we look at the Bible as a whole, like the whole Bible is faith, like every single story, everything you hit on, everything is like just faith. Um, But Tracy and I, we were talking about Hebrews 11 and I'm just going to hit on the first verse only. Um, and then Tracy, you can expound on the rest. Um, but Hebrews 11, 1, it says, Now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. And then that was in the Passion Translation. But if you read it in like King James, it says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And I looked up the definition of substance, and it means the real physical matter of which a person or thing consists and which has a tangible, solid presence. So faith is actually tangible. Like, it's not something, like, we feel it. 
you know, and we were, um, like you literally, you just, you feel faith. I don't know how to describe it, but you feel it. (laughs) So I thought that was really cool how like faith is called a substance and it's because you genuinely, you feel it. Yeah. Um, so those, the verses, Hebrews 11, that you just read the one, um, but we were talking about like this whole chapter basically of Hebrews is I call it the faith hall of fame like these are the people in the old testament that their faith like is even how we got here how we got the bible you know um and and I'm gonna read a few of in in chapter 11 I'll read a few and I'll kind of jump around but I'll start in this is like I told Chris, I believe someone's testimony, even in the Bible, can increase your faith to receive, like, more faith. Like, <laughs> it mm-hmm. creates, like, when you hear this, like, to me, I get some stirs up inside me and it's like, that is attainable. Like, if they can do it, I can do it, you know? And so, as I read these, like, I'll skip around, like I said, but, and I encourage you to read the whole chapter because if you want your faith stirred, like read this thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, but this is also still the Passion Translation. I'll start with verse, it's uh, Hebrews 11, and I'll start in verse four. Faith moved Abel to choose a more acceptable sacrifice to offer God than his brother Cain. And God declared him righteous because of his offering of faith. By his faith, Abel still speaks instruction to us today even though he is long dead. See, his testimony still lives on, man. Uh, Faith translated Enoch from this life, and he was taken up into heaven. He never had to experience death. He just disappeared from this world because God promoted him. For before he was translated to the heavenly realm, his life had become a pleasure to God. And without faith living within us, it would be impossible to please God, for we come to God in faith, knowing that he is real, and that he rewards the faith of those who passionately seek him. That verse is important too. Like we can't uh, even please God or know God um, th- without faith. Um, seven, faith opened Noah's heart to receive revelation and warnings from God and what was coming, even the even things that had never been seen. But he stepped out and reverent obedience to God and built an ark that would save him and his family by his faith. The world was condemned, but Noah received God's gift of righteousness, righteousness that comes by believing. I mean, think about even Noah, like I'm going to just pause at these stories, like (laughs) the faith it took for him to, to even, he got a revelation. It says that's how he even received his heart open to revelation and warnings. God shared with him. But then he had to step out in faith and obedience to build the ark. ark of, and if he wouldn't have, like, there wouldn't have been the remnant that was saved, you know? Like, and think exactly. of, it was years of building this ark. So think of the the people that were like, he's crazy. Why is he building this thing? It's dry right now. Like, what's this big boat for? And it's like, he had the faith, though. Um, Let me see. Okay, down to eight. Faith motivated Abraham to obey God's call and lead the familiar to discover the territory he was destined to inherit from God. So he left with only a promise and without even knowing ahead of time where he was going. Can we just stop right there? Like, <laughs> Carissa, this reminds me of you. Like, you had to step out in faith to go to Jesus school. Like, you were, like, Abraham, you were going out, you didn't know what was ahead of you, but you just were on, you know, you were like, all right, I'm going to leave here and just know that I know God called me, not knowing what's going to happen or where I'm going, Um, and that's faith. Um, Anyways, he lived by faith as an immigrant in his promised land as though it belonged to someone else. He journeyed through the land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, who were persuaded that they were also co-heirs of the same promise. Can you, like, I'm getting revelation as I'm reading this. I'm like, can you, that's how faith works. Like, you're in a place of, like, unknowing. Living in tents represents to me, like, temporary things. Like, it's not a permanent home. Like, you don't know the next move. You don't know where you're going. You just set up wherever God calls you to go. 
Um, and that's like walking by faith, what it looks like. Sometimes it's like, you have no idea what the next step is, but you built that tent there and you're waiting for instruction, you know? Um, his eyes were set on the city with unshakable foundations whose architect and builder is God himself. Sarah's faith embraced God's miracle power to conceive even though she was barren and was past the age of childbearing for the authority of her faith rested in the one who made the promise and she tapped into his faithfulness. My God, this is so good. <laughs> it's like all of 11. I know, like, guys, you just We're gotta read, read this. that and the podcast is done on faith. I know, <laughs> like, close the book, done faith. That explains it all right there. Like, think about Sarah, though. Like, she was old, guys. Like, she had been waiting on this promise. And yes, she kind of messed up and had a servant sleep with uh, Abraham and then Isaac or Ishmael was born and that whole thing. But look at God's faithfulness, even in the mess up, the screw up. Like, he's faithful. So he was faithful to the promise to Sarah to bear a child. And through that child came many generations. And through that generational line came Jesus. Like, gosh. Um, and she was old. I bet, like, I can't even imagine. I think she was 80-something having a baby. I'm like, can yeah, you? Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, like, I told Ryan, like, that's when I want to die. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, I imagine myself wearing diapers at that age. Like, I couldn't imagine having a baby. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> She's going to be wearing them, not changing them. Right. <laughs> no, I rebuke that in Jesus' name. I'm going to be healthy. <laughs> um, I'm going to skip down to 13. And I read this. This one is so good. These heroes all died still clinging to their faith, not even receiving all that had been promised that to them. But they saw beyond the horizon the fulfillment of their promises and gladly embraced it from <coughs> afar. They all lived their lives on earth as those who belong to another realm. And then it says, for clearly those who live this way are longing for the appearing of a heavenly city. And if their hearts were still remaining what they left behind, they would have found an opportunity to go back. And that right there is like surrender. Like when you're like, I'm not looking back, going ahead. Um, but they couldn't turn back for their hearts were fixed on what was far greater. That is the heavenly realm. So because of this, God is not ashamed in any way to be called their God, for he has prepared a heavenly city for them. And then, I mean, it keeps going, guys. Like this, this thing is. Good. You know what I love about that, too, though? So notice how that whole chapter is just using everything from the Old Testament. Yeah. So it's just showing you, like, you know, even then, they didn't, like, they didn't have Jesus yet, you know, but they still believed in greater, something greater than themselves. Like, they believe in a God greater than themselves. Like, they couldn't see him. They didn't, like, they didn't understand his promises, but they're like, okay, like, you're real, you're faithful, like, you're gonna do this, I don't know what it's gonna look like, but, like, I just, I don't know, like, the fact that it's using everyone from the Old Testament and their stories, and that all they had was their faith. Yeah. Like, to really believe, like, okay, God, like, if this is you, I'm gonna step out in faith. And and it's, like, also, these are the people in Jesus's bloodline, like, this yeah. is his story woven out of if these people would not have had faith, like he wouldn't have, I don't know, like it, it's like they were clinging on to the promise of a Messiah. They were clinging on to, I'm, I don't even know what I'm doing, but God told me this and I'm going in faith and like their obedience brought Jesus, you know, like in a way, if you think about it like that. It's like radical faith, and it makes people look crazy. Yeah, right. <laughs> These are all crazy really stories. Because it's like, why? Why would you build an ark? Why would you split the Red Sea? Like, right. And I was talking. Why about, would you think that you could still have a baby? Right. I was talking to Krista, like, and it says it in verse twenty nine. Faith opened the way for the Hebrews to cross the Red Sea, as if on dry land. But when the Egyptians tried to cross, they were swallowed up and drowned. And I was thinking, like. Moses like imagine like you got this army chasing you of like hundreds of men maybe thousands I don't know how many were in there but they're chasing you 
and then you're stuck and there's a C in front of you. And it's like, what kind of faith does it take to be like, all right, guys, I'm going to, we're going to split this C. God's going to do it for us. Like, I imagine like the people, probably even Moses was a little fearful, which I think, I don't think faith is void of fear. I think it's pushing through the fear because there's been times like, I know God's called me to something, but then it's like, you have a choice to either have the faith to push through that fear or you let fear control you. And then it stops you from going forward. And so faith and unbelief is, is the enemy. I mean, not faith and unbelief, unbelief and fear is the enemy of faith. Um, And I think, I, I think it's just like some people don't realize that fear does come in, even though you have faith sometimes, but it's like the overcoming of that is the breakthrough to the faith. Like your faith will push through faith, pushes through fear, faith yeah. pushes through doubt and unbelief. Um, and that's rooted. I in have God. James, James oh. one verse three. Is passion, but it says, for you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up power within you to endure all things. And that's exactly what Tracy was just saying. It's like your faith will be tested, but it's like pushing through, you know, um, because faith, it does. It gives you like when you pull on your faith, which isn't even actually your faith. It's actually like the Lord's faith in you. It's him in you that you're pulling on to give you that boldness and that courage to like push through the circumstance and be like, okay, I trust you. You're going to walk with me through this. Like, even though it doesn't make the least bit of sense, but it's like, even in your faith being tested, even if it feels so weak and so little, once you like, it's just like that one step, like, you know, it's like like that one little baby step. Once you take it, it's almost like a feeling of like, wow, like I did it. And it feels like breakthrough. And it just kind of like start like it it increases your faith like oh my gosh, like that happened like that really happened and I just I don't even know how to explain it but I've had so many moments of that in my life. Yeah, and I have um I think too it goes with like the faith without works is dead like it takes there's a with faith there's always an action to be taken I think and that's what that verse really I think means is like if there's no action with your faith then it's dead like it means nothing like you could say oh I believe and I'm gonna do this and God told me to do this but if you don't do it then your faith is dead like and then I I have the verses um James 2 through I don't know where I'll read, but I'll start at 14 and it says, my dear brothers and sisters, what good is it if someone claims to have faith, but demonstrates no good works to prove it? How could this kind of faith save anyone? For example, if a brother or sister in the faith is poorly clothed and hungry and you leave them saying goodbye, I hope you stay warm and have plenty to eat, but you don't provide them with a coat. Or even a cup of soup. What good is your faith? So then faith that doesn't involve action is phony. And then but and then it goes on to say, but someone might object and say one person has faith and another person has works. Go ahead then and prove to me that you have faith without works and I will show you faith by my works as proof that I believe. You can believe all that you want, that there's one true God. That's wonderful. I love this. This is the Passion Translation. But even the demons know this and tremble with fear before him. Yet they're unchanged. They remain demons. And then it says, oh, feeble sons of Adam. I love that. That's an insult. Do you need further evidence that faith divorced from good works is phony? Wasn't our ancestor, going back to Abraham here, Wasn't our ancestor Abraham found righteous before God because of his works when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? That took something. I added that in. That's not in there. And then going back to 22. Can't you see how his action cooperated with his faith? And by his action, faith found its full expression. So in this way, the scriptures the scripture was fulfilled because Abraham believed God, his faith was exchanged for God's righteousness. So he became known as a lover of God. So now it's clear that a person is seen as righteous in God's eyes, not merely by faith alone, but by his works. And the same is true. And this goes back to Rahab. 
mentioned in um, the verses in Matthew that we read, or Hebrews, I mean. Um, And the same is true for the prostitute named Rahab, who was found righteous in God's eyes uh, by her works, for she received the spies into her home and helped them escape from the city to another route. For just as a human body without the spirit is a dead corpse, so faith without the expression of good works is dead. So, like, this whole, these whole verses are saying, like, if there's no action behind your faith, then it's dead. There's no point in, you don't have faith. Like, (laughs) so. Even going back to, like, so, well, in James 1, verse 12, like, it makes me think back to Hebrews 11, (laughs) because it says, if your faith remains strong, even while surrounded by life's difficulties, you will continue to experience the untold blessings of God. So that's like, even in when we read Hebrews 11 and going back to Old Testament, like all of their stories, like they had faith despite like these weird circumstances they were in, you know, like where they were just discouraged or they just didn't think they would see God's promises fulfilled. But they still like held on to their faith through that. And then they received the blessing of God. Like, I think back to, what is it, in Samuel, the story of Hannah, you know, like she couldn't conceive mm-hmm. and she wanted to conceive so badly that, you know, she let her husband marry another to conceive a child with, uh, what's the word that they use? like, kind of like a concubine, right? Yeah. Is that the word? I don't know. But anyway, but like, but she believed in her heart. Like she knew she knew that God was going to give her a child, but it was just like her faith in her was so much stronger than her unbelief, which is beautiful. Like she even went into the temple and was just crying out to the Lord in secret. And then Eli saw her and just blessed her and told her, you know, like you'll have a child, but it was like her faith in God that he could like heal her body to have a baby. And she did. Yeah. She had Samuel, you know, it's like she held on to this promise that she knew she would have a child and the Lord blessed her with her child. Maybe not in her timing, but in his. Yeah. Um, going back to to like faith without works um, and without even faith, like I said, it's impossible to please God. That was from Hebrews 11, 6. Um, and it says, and without faith living within us, it would be impossible to please God for we come to God in faith, knowing that he is real and that he rewards the faith of those who passionately seek him. And it says um, the Greek word, I can't say it, adenotos means impotent or powerless. So it's we are powerless to please God um, without faith. And anyone who, who approaches God must believe. And it's like, it's true. Like faith is tied to salvation, um, which I got verses for that too. <laughs> Hold on one second. Um, let's see. Oh yeah. It's Ephesians 2, 8. Uh, for by grace, you have been saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast for, and then it goes to 10 for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared before him hand that we should walk in them. And then, um, yeah, I think like faith is tied to everything. Like it's tied to our whole walk. <laughs> it's tied to our salvation. It's tied to our breakthrough. It's tied to everything. <laughs> I don't know if you want to. I have, um, well, I have First John five four, and it says, "You see, every child of God overcomes the world. For our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the world." So, who are the world conquerors defeating its power? Those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. So it's like people can say they have faith, but to me, it's like without Jesus, you don't really have faith. Yeah, because he, he is faith, right? You know, he's the production of our faith as a Christian. Like he is what helps us. Well, Holy Spirit is what helps us walk things out in faith or in boldness or to have courage. Um, I mean, that's how you live out your faith. <laughs> right. I think um, 
some some ways like somebody listening might be like well how do I you know how do I increase my faith or how do I stir up my faith or whatever um and I think first and foremost like it starts with knowing like what you just said Carissa about it's faith is given to us it's in connection with our relationship with God like um and it's a fruit of the spirit like in first Corinthians 12 um, six or nine, it talks about the fruits of the spirit. And it says the same God distributes different kinds of miracles that accomplish different results through each believer's gift and ministry as he energizes and activates them. Each believer is given continuous revelation by the Holy Spirit to benefit not just himself, but all. And it says, for example, the spirit, this is talking about Holy Spirit gives to the one, the gift of the word of wisdom to another the same spirit gives the gift of the word of revelation of knowledge and to another the same spirit gives the gift of faith that's faith right there gift of faith and to another the same spirit gives the gift of healing which I believe there is a difference in like faith and the gift of faith because in this verse talking about how the Holy Spirit gives these gifts to anybody it's not just one or another it's just whoever chooses to activate them by faith um and in this one the spirit uh when it says the gift of faith it means this is the supernatural power of faith released in a believer to do the miracle works of god on the earth so it's like a to me i would describe it as like an extra measure of faith to believe for like crazy miracles the miraculous like not just your average like let me pray by faith like it's like i don't know i I feel like it's something like to see a miracle you know crazy faith like it's an extra measure um and then the fruits of the spirit are in galatians 5 22 23 and this is just for if you're connected to the holy spirit if you're connected to jesus these should come out of you (laughs) but it says but the fruit produced by the holy spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expressions joy that overflows peace that subdues patience that endures kindness in action a life full of virtue faith that prevails um gentleness of heart and strength of spirit never set the law above these qualities for they are meant to be limitless i love that it says faith that prevails that means it's like that endures and like it lasts, you know, um, and it pushes through. That's a gift of the Holy Spirit to you. So it's important. It goes back to everything we always say is it's important to be connected to Jesus, to have a relationship with him and Holy Spirit. Like that's where you're going to get your increase of faith. That's where that supernatural gift of faith might come on you to believe for something crazy that others might not believe in. Um, but yeah, anything you want to add, Carissa, on that? Um, sorry, I came across another verse when I was looking <laughs> through my Bible, so give me one second. Yeah, you're good. I'm like processing it. Uh, I think too. I'll go as you're looking. Um, I'll hit on the uh, like the gift of tongues. Like I believe anybody can have that gift, but there's the verse. Um, I'm trying to find it. But it says, that's why I think there's such a uh, attack on this gift, because it really does stir up your faith um, when you pray in tongues. Like, um, I'm trying to find the verse. Hold on. Is that the one in Jude? Is it? I'm trying to see. I remember you mentioned, I think it was Jude chapter. Yes, yes. Or not chapter, it is verse. 20. Yes. One, uh, Jude 20. Or 120, just kidding, 120. And it says, <laughs> but you, my delightfully loved friends, constantly and progressively build yourselves up on the foundation of your most holy faith by praying every moment in the spirit. And it says um, that word faith is faith or faithfulness. And then he uses, Paul is using this phrase praying in the spirit to refer to praying in tongues. So like that verse is saying like, you utilize praying in tongues to build up your faith build up your faithfulness um because it goes you're building up your spirit man when you pray in tongues and i honestly feel like 
it stirs your faith it builds it up and me it, it's almost like it overpasses your uh your spirit overtakes your mind in the process of like you don't overthink things when you build yourself up in tongues this is how I feel I'm just explaining how it it does for me <laughs> I don't know it probably does for you too Carissa but when I pray in tongues like I feel like almost like I'm like we can do anything for God like after a while of praying in tongues especially like I feel like something like God could do anything like it's like my mind no longer is in I don't want to say in control because it's still in control but like my spirit man is stronger than my natural man in that case and that's what tongues kind of does I don't even know if this makes sense but yeah I'm trying to explain it if somebody didn't know what it meant but I don't even know you'd have to maybe experience it to know I don't know (laughs) did you find your verse or verses okay yeah so it's um it's passion translation but it's second peter um chapter one and it's I'll just hit verses five through seven. And it's even like subtitled Faith's Ladder of Virtue. It says, so devote yourselves to lavishly supplementing your faith with goodness and to goodness, add understanding and to understanding, add the strength of self-control and to self-control, add patient endurance and to patient endurance, add godliness and to godliness, add mercy toward your brothers and sisters and to mercy towards others, add unending love. I feel like that goes back to the fruits of the spirit. Like, it's like without faith, what you're saying, like those fruits aren't actually going to be produced also without love. That's like the main component here. But, um, but in, um, in the passion translation in the bottom, like the little, uh, footnote, mm-hmm. I just love what it said. I don't even know how I came across this, this, which is weird. I was just like flipping through my Bible and I saw faith's ladder of virtue. Anyway. It says it is possible to view this passage like an unfolding of faith. Out of your faith will emerge goodness and out of goodness will emerge understanding of God. So it's like you can't really understand God until you have faith because you have to like believe in God in order to actually understand him. Right. And then out of your understanding will emerge the inner strength, which is self-control. And out of inner strength will emerge the patient endurance and out of patient endurance will emerge the godliness. Um, But it just goes on to say, um, but basically like it's just saying like, it's like your faith is what brings the increase. Yeah. Like you have to like without faith, you can't even believe in God because first of all, you can't see God, but you know, he's there. And so in order to believe in him, you have to have faith that he exists, but then you also have to have faith that he is who he says he is. It's like everything leads back to faith because you can't see it, but you know, it's a tangible substance. So it's like, you can feel God because you know, he's in your heart. He lives inside of you. Why wouldn't you feel him? Anyway, that just took me down a rabbit trail. No, it's and good. And my dog just it's... sat in my lap and turned off my iPad. <laughs> I think, too, like, as you're talking, it makes me think of, like, how faith is even tied to, um, and going back to, like, faith without works, like, and is, like, let's say we're going to pray for somebody, right? And then, like, we talked about all the gifts and how you hear from God last week or two weeks ago we talked about how God speaks like to me I even feel like hearing God's voice unless it's like just him um audibly uh giving you you know instruction or him talking to you like that I believe hearing his voice even takes faith like believing that my you know I'm a sheep I hear his voice like that takes faith like you know, it takes faith to operate in giftings. It takes faith to believe that what you thought you heard from God was God. And you're going to step out in that. And like not knowing if some and I believe, like we said, like the more you do, you know, his voice. But like in the beginning of learning God's voice, even it takes faith and obedience of like, all right, I, I think I heard this from God. I feel like it was God and I'm going to go out on faith and step out into this and I could fall and it could be wrong but like to me that's also faith like just stepping out in something he told you or um 
like like I mentioned you, Chris, the going to Jesus school, like that was faith. Like you felt like you heard God say, I want you to go to a school and you could share more on this. I'm just ra- like quickly sharing it. But if you want to share even that testimony, like of how it took faith to believe, like you sold all your stuff to go there. And in a man's eye, and I know even to this day, there's probably people that are like, what is she? She's crazy. Why did she go to school? Like what kind of school? And I know you had questions like that from people, like your parents even, like, what are, what are you doing there? You know, (laughs) like, but you know that God told you to go and you stepped out in faith to go. And it, it looks like something. It looks like, okay, I'm going to sell all my stuff. I'm going to move there. I'm going to get a job here. I'm going to establish a place here. You know, I don't know if you want to talk about that. I mean, like I mean faith does require stepping out even if it doesn't make sense to you even if like it's like you know that you know that you know you heard the Lord but you're like and you want to like you want to doubt and you want to question but at the same time it's like you know it's the Lord and so why would he lie to you because he doesn't lie you know so for me it was like okay Lord like I'm gonna take this step in faith and just trust you the rest of the way because I don't know how this is going to work out. And so it literally took like, it just took my yes, my obedience really, but I wouldn't have obedience <laughs> without faith because, because it's like that faith that like pushed me to be obedient to the Lord because I like, I love the Lord and I trust him. Yeah. And so I'm just like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this. And I had to have faith to believe like he was going to provide. Like when, when I said yes, and everyone thought I was crazy, you know, like looking like a Noah or whatever, like, or whatever, just like, like I sold all of my stuff. I quit my full-time job. Like everyone was like, what are you doing? You can just go to school here. But I knew that I knew that I knew that the Lord was like, no, I want you here. And it's sometimes it's like your faith is going to produce something and maybe it didn't produce something in the people who were like why are you doing this but it produced something in me and it showed me that like god is a provider and it like it literally changed like me coming to this school has literally changed how i see the lord because the way i've had to actually put my faith in him has increased my faith in him yeah because he's followed through on every promise he has spoken yeah you know even though it didn't look a certain way in the beginning and it didn't look right in the eyes of man it doesn't mean it's not right in the eyes of god right you know it just i don't know like it just came about in a way that you know like man's way is probably never gonna be looked at in the right way <laughs> right and that's where your faith comes in it's like okay god like this doesn't look like what people want it to look like but I'm trusting you. Right. And I have a scripture, but I can't. I think my dog, like, when he sat on my iPad. <laughs> well, as you're talking, like, <laughs> yeah, I hear. I As you're talking, I'm thinking of, like, you're still walking in faith. Like, <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. like, that, and that's part of our walk with Christ is, like, I think you're constantly walking in faith. And, like, um. And I think, too, of, like, it made me think of the verses um, about unbelief. Like, how, like you said, like, man's way is different than God's way most of the time. And, like, it may not make sense to people around you that they haven't heard from God about it. So they, they're like, you know, why is she going to sell all her stuff? Why is she going to this school that's not accredited? Or whatever it is, whatever they think, because I know you've been through all that Carissa and I know you've been through people questioning and like you know whatever but then there's the ones that are like they're supporting it and they believe in you and they believe in what God said to you um but it made me think of uh, Matthew 17 which is probably the verses but different version of uh 14 through 21 and this is um about a man It's about unbelief, but let me read it. They came to where a crowd had gathered to wait for Jesus. A man came and knelt before him and said, Lord, please show your tender mercy toward my son. He has a demon who afflicts him. 
He has epilepsy and he suffers horribly from seizures. He often falls into the cooking fire or into the river, but I brought him to your followers, but they weren't able to heal him. And I think the verses you had, it's the one where he says, help my unbelief. Um, yeah, I believe, but help my unbelief, which is, I mean, my God, how many times have I thought that <laughs> I believe me, but that fear comes in and it's like, help my unbelief. Um, but then he, it says, Jesus replied, where is your faith? Can't you see how wayward and wrong this generation is? How much longer do I stay with you and put, put up with your doubts? Bring your son to me. I love that Jesus is real. Like, he's like, I'm over you. <laughs> like, and then it says, then Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him and the boy was instantly healed. And then it says, later the disciples came to him privately and asked, why couldn't we cast out the demon? Um, he told them it was because of your lack of faith. I promise you, if you have faith inside of you, no bigger than the size of a small mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move away from here and go over there and you will see it move. There's nothing you couldn't do. But this kind of uh, this kind is cast out only through prayer and fasting. That's another way to build your faith is prayer and fasting. Like, um, but it says, I love this on the, uh, it's the Passion Translation, but it's like the commentary. It's uh, Jesus compares faith to a small seed that grows into a large shrub, the mustard seed. Faith will grow as it feeds on spiritual truth found in the Bible. That's another way, guys. Read your Bibles. <laughs> a mountain can also be a symbol of a kingdom. Mountain moving faith brings the power of God's kingdom to earth. Um, but yeah, I, I think like we have to increase our faith even, you know, like this verse was talking about demons and I'm just thinking of my church right now because we're doing a lot of deliverance and I've seen where the demons actually know when people are afraid and they can, they call out people. It's crazy. Like they'll be like, you're afraid. Like you have to have faith to cast out devils. Like it's just the truth. You have to know who you are in Jesus and you have to know your authority. Um, but that verse is talking about that and how to increase your faith in the Bible and, and, um, and knowing and prayer and fasting. I mean, it really is like it will increase your faith. But uh, hold on. I, I just thought, okay, sorry. Another scripture came to mind. Oh, the other thing I thought of a story as you were talking about school of a time like where I, and I don't know if I've shared this. So I apologize if there's another podcast that we did where I shared this story, but I feel like I didn't, but I don't know. Um, so there was this time I heard, or I went to Walgreens. Did I share this, Chris? I don't know. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. But you need to hear it again, maybe. Because um, the Lord brought it up. <laughs> okay. So there was a time where God, like at the time I didn't know it was God, but I was like, I need to print these pictures out for the wall in my son's room. And I was thinking, okay, let me go to Walgreens. So I put in like the mobile order to print them out. And then I was going to go pick them up. Well, I had Lola with me at the time. This was probably two years ago. And she was uh, smaller. And I just remember I got my photos and then I was walking away. And I saw this girl at the photo counter um, on the phone. And she looked really like she was crying. And like, I could tell something was wrong. But I felt like Holy Spirit was like, go talk to her. And in my in my natural mind, I was thinking, I have Lola with me. Like, I this is kind of inconvenient. Like, because with a toddler, you don't want to go talk to people. Like, they just wiggle a lot, and it's just inconvenient. So, and then I just, I waited. Or, it was weird. Like, if you probably had a video of me, I was, like, creeping around, like, kind of, like, like in waiting like should I go like in my mind I was thinking all this and then I just felt like you know this urge of like go talk to her and so I ended up going up to her and I was like um do you need help I think is what I said are you okay and do you need help I think is what I said and so she looked at me because she was on the phone and then she sets the phone down and I repeat it again and I'm like do you need help and are you okay? 
and she didn't really say anything and I was like <laughs> and this is all Holy Spirit because in, in my mind now talking about it, I'm like this is kind of weird um I was like come with me like <laughs> so I brought her outside she got in my car I know this sounds like so creepy like <laughs> that I'm picking up a stranger but she was a teenage girl and she just looked like in distress and so she gets in my car and I was like what's going on and she opens up and was that your dog (laughs) (laughs) my goodness (laughs) that was a funny noise sorry but so anyway she's in my car and I'm like basically she opens up and tells me the story of like what happened and like I ended up driving her to get her phone across the street to get her phone turned back on and like it was this whole story but anyways the girl I won't say her name but she might even listen to this she knows who she is and you know who she is Carissa but she ended up we ended up being it turned into like kind of like I would take her to school pick her up sometimes and it was just a god like setup because she had been in foster care And she was adopted out of foster care, actually. Um, And I had just started my journey of taking the classes for foster care. So I got to ask her so many questions about, you know, her experience and her life. But we also, like, shared about Jesus. Like, we talked about God. I gave, like, advice. I would pray with her. And now she's my goddaughter. Like she asked me to be her godmom and Ryan to be her god, us to be her godparents. So we're her godparents. But I just think of like, you know, it took faith to step out of that. I need to talk to her kind of thing. And I was scared. Like I was like, I don't know. And it's inconvenient. But it's like, I think back to that day and I'm like, if I wouldn't have done that, Like, how would things have been for her? Not that I'm her savior, not that we're like, you know, whatever, but just looking like she needed someone like us in her life. And and honestly, like she's opened up my eyes to a different way in the foster care world as well. Like I needed her as well. And it's like, I just think of like, that's kind of another story of like a faith, like stepping out into the unknown and like how God can use it for like, and it, the story's still continuing. I don't know what our story's gonna end like, but it's just crazy to me, like to see like just stepping out in faith and what it can lead to. I guess is the whole point of that story. Did you find the verses? <laughs> okay. I did. Well, it, okay, so it was. I never finished reading in okay. James chapter one. Like I skipped like the one part. Um, it was verses five through eight. Um, so it says, hold on one second. My dog, <sighs> Jerry, your butt. Okay. <laughs> he just like plops down on my Bible on everything. And I'm like, go away. <laughs> um <laughs> Um, it says, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Hold on. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Because their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. So basically, it's like your faith can only be in one place or another. Yeah. It's like your faith is either going to be in the Lord, or it's going to be in the world, or like yourself, and what you can do for yourself and produce for yourself. And in that, it's not actually faith, because it's not in God. Right. You know what I mean? So, and it's saying, like, basically, you're being double-minded in all that you do. You're not standing firm on the belief that God can and God will. Um, and then, just to read the little, uh, little blurb down here, it says, We must believe not only in the existence of God, but also in His loving care. This includes relying on God and expecting that he will hear and answer us when we pray. We must put away our critical attitudes when we come to him. God does not grant every thoughtless or selfish request. We must have confidence, a.k.a. faith, that he will align our desires with his purposes. A person with divided loyalty is not completely convinced that God's way is best. 
Such a person treats God's word like a merely human source and reserves the right to follow it or not. He or she vacillates between allegiance to subjected feelings, the world's ideas, and God's commands. And that's like literally the world Jesus, we're in right now. Yeah. <laughs> if your faith is new, weak, or struggling, remember that you can trust that God's words to you are accurate, final, and best. To stabilize your wavering or doubtful mind, commit yourself wholeheartedly to whatever he says. And it's true. It's like you have to have faith that God's word is true. Like everything in the Bible is true, even if it sounds right. insane. Even if God speaks to you and he makes you a promise and you know that you know that you know that it's him and it sounds crazy. You have to have faith to believe that it's true. And it's like like having doubt will actually produce the wrong kind of fruit. And it could actually take you down a different path because you're going to start thinking of like, okay, well, I have faith in you, God, but I don't have that much faith. So I'm going to try to help you help me. And that's not trusting God. That's not having faith right. in him. It's like, like, yes, faith takes action, but you have to make sure that the action that you're taking is a, like a faith step that the Lord yeah. asks you to take, not a, a production of, okay, well, you said this. And so now I formulated right. a plan on my own terms and how the world would do it to get to where you're asking me to go. No, it's like, like think of Noah, like the Lord gave him warning. And so he knew he had to take a step. Well, the Lord had to walk him through how to mm -hmm. build an ark. You know, it's not like he knew how to build a boat. They had never even seen rain up until that point. You know what I mean? And so like for us, it's like, even when God speaks, it's again, just going back to like, okay, you're either going to believe it or you don't, but you got to stand on one or the other. And if you're not standing on God's word, then you're standing on the world's word. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. And I think like, as you're saying too, I'm thinking of how many times, like, like you said, formulating your own, you know, things on your own. And it's like, we, with faith that requires just like with Noah, like waiting on instruction of the next thing of the next step. Um, because Noah was even told like how much, like what kind of wood, how, how long, how, you know, he was given dimensions of how to build the ark. And it's like, sometimes God will give you an instruction and not give you a next step. And it's, he's waiting on your faith to almost produce the next step. But in, and once you step in, then he'll keep instructing you. Cause it's like, I feel like God is like that verse that says like, he's a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. Like, well, if you think about that visually, like if you're in a dark, if you're surrounded by darkness, that's what I imagine when I hear that verse is like, I'm just in darkness. And then if I look down at my feet though, there's this light there. I can't see what's around me. I can't see where I'm going but if I follow that light, then it's guiding me and it's guiding my footsteps into where I should go. And I feel like that's kind of how faith is as well as like you have to follow him and then he leads to the next step, the next instruction, you know, the next thing. But he is the lamp. He's the guidance of the of your path. Like um, and then you also mentioned something that stood out about feelings like we can't put our feelings over our faith like like we can't yeah. say like the fear thing that's a feeling like w or if we don't want to do something because we're just you know being stubborn or if we're offended or if we're whatever but God still called you to something um your obedience is better than than your feelings like it's more important than your feelings like and you need to ask God to align your feelings with your faith like <laughs> sometimes because if your feelings are like I don't want to do it but then you know God's called you to it then that's not faith like that's fear um and I think um it's important to let our faith override our feelings and and um, that comes with also spending time with God, letting him renew your mind, um, reading the word of God, like, you know, aligning with what he says about you, what, you know, if you're if whatever the struggle is, if it's fear, read about fear in the Bible. If it's, um, you know, uh, stubbornness, read about stubbornness. If it's 
whatever, read about it in the Bible to overcome it. Ask the Lord, Holy Spirit, to burn those things out of you, purify you so that you can increase in your faith. If that's if there's a stumbling block holding you back from, you know, going into what God's called you to do or what the next step is or there's a if you know you need to step out in faith on something, ask him to help you because Holy Spirit's our helper again Um, and to override. Let his feelings override your feelings. (laughs) Like, I think what it comes down to is, like, faith literally shows your dependence on God. So how much faith you have shows how much you literally rely on the Lord for things. Like, just whether it be your daily walk because your faith is going to show in your daily walk or whether you're believing for a miracle or, you know, like Tracy was saying, like, deliverance. Like, you're not going to see deliverance taking place in churches that don't actually believe God can deliver people. Like, you have to believe God can deliver people, you know? And that's what it's saying in um, verse 8. It was saying, like, loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they're unstable in everything they do. So it's like, if your faith isn't fully on God, then you're viewed as unstable. It's true. Because how, like, because your faith is going to be wavered if it's not standing on God, who is the foundation. (laughs) And it goes like he's the same oh, it's okay Go on. I was gonna say too it goes back to also what we were saying about even when we went to the the hall of fame of faith believers like in the when it goes in Hebrews when it was talking about all the people from the old testament and their faith like and even Chris and I talking now like Chris mentioned in her testimony about school like the more you walk with God same with like Abraham same with Sarah same with all those people the more you spend time with God, the more you see his faithfulness and that every instruction he gives you, he's never let you down. He's never going to leave you or forsake you. And you can and you can look back and say, man, he was so faithful to me. And that makes me want to be faithful to him. Like, and I can trust him. Like faith comes with trust as well. Like you have faith in God because you trust him because you know he's good. And that comes with um, time and testimony. And I think like the more you spend time with him and the more you've seen him just be faithful because he is, then you go out and faith, your faith will increase. Your faith is going to be like, man, I can, I can go for more because God has never let, let me down. And like, I still always think back to Abraham and Isaac and I'm like, can you imagine his faith to take his son up a mountain knowing that he would kill him? But he had faith that he could resurrect. He had faith that God would resurrect his son if he killed him. I was like, that is faith. But you know how he got that faith? It's because he saw God's faithfulness faithfulness in the past. And he ha- he was a friend of God. He knew his nature. He knew he knew well, it. No, I'm done. Go, Go ahead. ahead. Well, didn't he even say, like, when they were going up the mountain, yes. like, God will provide yeah, he did. sacrifice? So it's like he knew, like, I think deep down, like, he even knew, like, God's not going to make me do this right. to my son. I And he, even if, but even I believe, if like it said, um, it said in the Hebrews that he believed that he would resurrect him if he did. Like, so even if, he's like, God's got a plan. Like, he yeah. wouldn't just ask me to do something. And that's the kind of faith we need to reach to is, like, God's not going to ask us to do something that he won't provide for, that he won't be with us in, that he won't be there as the light into our feet, the lamp into our feet, the light into our path. Like he's going to be there with us. He's going to guide us. So like, and that comes with just relationship and friendship with him, you know, but yeah, I think Chris, I think I'm good. I actually think, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we we, we got, got a lot, lot accomplished. <laughs> yeah, this is a good one. Glad yeah, and I guess until next time, we pray that your faith would increase, that you would just get to know if you're one that's new of walking with the Lord. I pray, Chris and I both pray that you know your faith would increase and your trust in Him would increase um, to believe for more. Um, and let Holy Spirit ask him for the gift of faith. That is a gift. Like I said before, like it's a gift. 
and the fruits of the Holy Spirit. One of them is faith. So spend time with God. It's going to come out. Like if you're connected to the vine, faith is going to sprout out. (laughs) And you could pray and ask God for more faith too. If you feel like you're lacking, like you can ask God. (laughs) Right. Like that's the beautiful thing. We can ask him. He's a good father. Yep. All right. So until next time. (laughs) Yeah. Well, next time I'll be at Tracy's house, right? I think I'm excited. I hope so. In Jesus' name. (laughs) Let's see. I'm going to pull up the calendar real quick because that would be. I think you're right. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, No, but we're going to do some recordings when you come. So. But we're right. still recording. Yes. Yeah. But so hey. yes and no. <laughs> we won't be coming at you live. Yeah, we'll be together kitchen. again. Yay! In a podcast. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Finally, it's been literally since the beginning. Since yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a yeah, real treat. It y'all. is going to be good. Because <laughs> we get crazy. Yes. In person. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Yes. Well, Hear you later. Yes, we love, we love y'all. y'all. Hear you later. <laughs> Bye.